This is Jody Avergan, host of Ask Roulette, the conversation series in which strangers ask each other questions live on stage. You come with a question you want to ask a stranger, then get randomly paired. The catch is you can't ask your question until you've answered a question first. We do the live show every other month at Housing Works Bookstore in New York City and post the podcast excerpts every other week on iTunes. This week is a special podcast. It's our second birthday supercut. Highlights from every Ask Roulette we did in 2013. So you won't get the usual chain of questions and answers, but you will get some of our favorite moments from the year, including some brilliance from house band Eli Bolin. This was such a great year. Thanks to all of you who came out to the shows, downloaded the podcast, spread the word. Let's really keep it going in 2014. We've got some big plans in the works. And one way to keep it going is by coming to the Ask Roulette second birthday show at Housing Works Thursday, January 16th in New York City. Jad Abumrad of Radiolab will be there, Roger Bennett of Grantland and Men in Blazers, one of the funniest people we know, will be there, Shawnee Hilton of BuzzFeed will be there, and we've got some surprises in store as well. All the information you need on our website at askroulette.net, or you can follow us on Twitter at askroulette. Okay. Before we get to the supercut, a big thank you to Dig, who helps bring you Ask Roulette in live show and podcast form every time. Go to digg.com and sign up for the Dig Reader to organize your news feeds or sign up for the morning newsletter to get really cool stuff to read and share every single morning. That's digg.com. Now we are happy to present Ask Roulette's 2013 Supercut, the best of year two. Thanks again and stay in touch. April, ask your question. Yes. Um, are your best days ahead of you or behind you? Oh. oh. My best days, they're, they're right around the corner, actually. It's funny you ask, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Great. Uh, and, and is that always the case, or is there, like, something that's just about to get really awesome? No, it's just, like, a period of my life right now, yeah. Cool. Yeah. God, I wish I were you. Yeah. The, uh, I think the most insane thing I ever did with someone was when I was getting dumped. I wrote a letter uh, to a judge to keep my ex out of prison because I thought that was the right thing to do, but I was wrong. Uh, sharks or whales? Uh, in, in which regard? In regards to the question I just asked. Oh, I'll take whales. Psh, whales. All right. If you could flip a switch and ensure that your best friend would answer every question truthfully, <laughs> would you flip that switch? <laughs> Is your best friend here? Yeah. All right. Um. <laughs> no. <laughs> Nancy, if you were, you know, topical question, if you were running for mayor of New York City, what scandal would quickly boot you from the race? <laughs> Probably one of a sexual nature. Go on. <laughs> Your name is? Matt. Matt, say hello to Olivia. Olivia, say hello to Matt. Hey, Olivia. Hey, Matt. Olivia, ask your question. What is the scariest thing you've ever done? 
Scariest thing I've ever done. I saw this movie Gothica once. And it was so scary. After a while, we, my brother and I, finally figured out that there was no sun. It was the opposite of psycho happening downstairs. This, this woman was constantly screaming at a sun who did not exist. Is this the first time a Chisholm and an Asmus have ever had a conversation in the history of the world? There's a chance, right? A Chisholm and an Asmus walk into a bar. Google that. Can someone just Google those two things and see if you get any hits? Um, um, I read something in Runner's World, like yes, yesterday actually. What is Runner's World? Runner's World magazine. It's for people who run. Um, and anyway, so there was some guy, and he, he he wrote some article, and he was saying that you know you basically sacrifice whatever you do the things you're you're supposed to do be like the, the society tells you to do you do it and you know you go to work and you have kids and even if you hit your kids you still you know do it and one day you hit like your 50s or your 40s or whatever is considered old it's all relative and then you go huh i don't have to give a shit anymore so then you no longer have to care about that stuff which is why Old people, no offense, are awesome because they're so eccentric because they just don't care. So long story short, um, yeah, it does impact you, and it's kind of a bad thing, but the good news is one day you'll be old, and then you don't have to care anymore. Woohoo! Very nice. This was in Runner's World magazine? Yeah. What the fuck is going on in that magazine? Oh, my God. Chism and Asmus. It's a meeting of the minds. Norms and routines, we work for machines, Runner's World Magazine! <laughs> Hello, Dr. Beard! <laughs> Dr. Flannel, Dr. Beard, Dr. Guy! <laughs> Chris, going just on what Eli sang, describe the guy sitting on the other side of the He's stage. He's got a lab coat and a beard. <laughs> Thank you very much for joining Thank us. Just like of Late Night with Jimmy Thank Fallon. Thank for the love that you brought us. We'll never know love like that again. We're gonna fall in love. Nice work, Joel. That was a really interesting story, but I'm still gonna sing about your shorts, about your shorts. I can't stop thinking about them. Thinking about age, thinking about death. Thinking about how we're all gonna die, it's a beautiful thing. Arjun, please close your eyes. Um, Gabriel, what are your dating deal breakers? No idea. Come um, on, Gabriel. Like, someone who's really not in shape, like, real, like, bad, bad. I would say no. People are booing that. Come on, that seems totally Gabriel, miserable. your standards are wrong. <laughs> Jason, meet Gabriel. Gabriel, meet Jason. Hello. Hi. Bonjour. <laughs> and uh, Gabriel, ask your question. Uh, if you would give yourself a nickname uh, describing your sexual temper, what would it be? 
His, uh, his sexual nickname is No Fatties. Gabriel, ask him. <laughs> the last thing I stole. Oh, man. I, <laughs> this is going to sound terrible, but um, one day, I, one day, this is like a week ago, I was. <laughs> so it's been a week. <laughs> Pretty good. I was super thirsty, and I, for whatever reason, didn't want to drink water, and I didn't have any coins on me, so I just went into the office fridge, and I just took the first thing I saw, and I crushed it. It happened. That is one Ari- of the most was, transgressive things it you was, can do. But listen, listen, it was an Arizona iced tea. Those things are a dollar, so I wasn't like that upset about it, but I roughed it off. And, and I did please not tell me there was a passive-aggressive all-staff email about that Arizona. <laughs> uh, you know, there might have been. Peter. Peter, say hello to Walter. Walter, say hello to Peter. Hi, Walter. Hi, Peter. Walter, ask your question. Okay. What fraction of the historical population of blue whales remains alive today? These are the kind of brainstormy, open-ended questions that we like here at Ask Roulette. Let's just get a bottle of wine and hash this one out for hours. Am I warm by saying a very, very small portion? Could you be more specific? (laughs) Walter, you're incorrigible. (laughs) Give or take a few percentage points, I'm going to go down to 2%. 2% of the percentage of historical blue whales. That's correct. 1% is the right answer. 1% is the right answer. Pretty good. Walter, thank you. I can give you an example of maybe the worst, absolute worst thing that Jerry ever did. One time it was a summer night and it was late at night and my husband was out teaching class or whatever, my kids were asleep, and I had my bedroom windows open to let the breeze in and all of a sudden my phone rang and I picked up the phone and it was a man saying, Casey. And I was scared as you would be and then I was like, yes. And he said, look out your window. And so I was like, oh my god, what's happening? So then I look out my window, and there's adorable deer in my front yard. And Jerry is standing in his driveway on his cordless phone, and he's like, it's Jerry. I didn't want to scare the deers away, but I wanted you to see them. They're so cute. And I was just like, thank you so much for telling me, Jerry. Maybe. Don't call and do a scary whisper in my driveway. Yes. The end of the world is in 24 hours. What do you do? Um, watch a lot of Netflix. God, I, I, I've never, I still haven't seen The Wire. I feel like I don't want to, <laughs> I don't want to die without having seen The Wire. Because then you got booed for yeah, not yeah, having no. seen The Wire. I keep, me- I keep meaning to. Jessica, your favorite band playing their favorite, your favorite song of theirs, would you rather see it live in concert or like the first studio recording? You discover that your wonderful one-year-old child is, because of a mix-up at the hospital, not yours. Would you want to exchange the child to correct the mistake? Oh, totally. It's one. He doesn't know anything. (laughs) Have you ever been scammed? Never been scammed. Well, you know, I went to college. That's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> I paid taxes. So, yeah, like the rest of us. 
So when you were a kid, what did you want to be when you grew up? A lion. <laughs> All right, Melissa, thank you very much. You might never watch the news the same, but I do traffic reports in the morning on the news, and the traffic reports don't come at a time that I choose. The traffic reports come at a time that are pre-chosen for me, and I do many reports back to back to back, and so my body doesn't always agree with when the reports are. So I don't think that I've ever actually peed my pants. <laughs> Have you ever actually truly feared for your life? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was actually kidnapped at gunpoint, uh, if you want to know the truth, in the, in the uh, Virgin Islands about 15 years ago. And it, uh, it was, it was uh, no fun. Yeah. Did your uh, reaction to that jibe with how you had imagined you would react in that moment? Absolutely. Absolutely. At the earliest opportunity, I ran away and hid in a closet. <laughs> and that totally corresponded with my sense of self. So, yes. Okay. My question is, what is your favorite or worst scar? And it can be physical or emotional. My husband, who's back there, and I took a... I would say a delayed honeymoon to Belize last year. So we take this little boat out to this coral with a guide, and he's showing us. We go to a couple different places, and we swam up, and there were two sharks that were right there. And they're nurse sharks, and we'd been told that they don't bite. So we're like, yay, we finally got to see sharks. And one of them flips over, and he kind of goes swimming off. And then the other one flips onto me and sucks slash bites my arm right here, which you can see the scar. Whoa. So that's a shark bite. You have an actual shark bite. Bravo. <laughs> but thank you for asking. Would you rather ride a lion to work every day or go to the moon for free with a friend of your choice? Oh, God, ride a lion to work every day. Like, obviously. Yeah. When was the last time that you admitted that you were wrong about something that you were really, really sure you were right about? Do you have an answer to your own question, Dave? Yeah. Um, I have a friend who I used to argue with a lot about uh, girls, which I think probably a lot of people do. Um, but I am more than willing to admit that I was wrong in the sense that I said a lot of things about it that I probably didn't mean uh, just because I, I, I didn't put it in context of anything. Um, I just kind of looked at it in a bubble, and uh, she eventually, in all of our arguments, I'd always end up going, yeah, I guess you have a point about that. Um, so I don't, like, hate it now. It's, it's, uh, I, I look at it a different way. Um, and I was wrong about the show. I thought you were talking about girls that yeah, whole I think time. Every, I think everyone yeah. did, in fact. <laughs> but he was talking about a television show. That was a cryptic answer. I still don't know what he meant. Nobody does except that guy. Talk to him after the show. After the show. Man, I thought we were getting deep for a minute. And then... When is the first time you learned, like from your friends or whoever, when's the first time you learned how babies are made? Um, 
It was probably first grade because my sister was two years ahead of me and she was the one who explained it on Christmas Eve as we were like both trying to stay up. <laughs> and I think like, it, was, it was one of those things where they, it was literally connected to Santa coming down the chimney was kind of the visual metaphor that had been used. <laughs> So you had, so you had a, she was in third grade and she knew what visual metaphors were. She First didn't know off. those words, but she knew how to make them. Right. That is amazing. <laughs> you can open your eyes, Shoshana. Your name is? Chris. Chris, say hello to Shoshana. Shoshana Hi, Shoshana. Hi. Shoshana, ask your question. Okay. What is the scariest dream that you ever had? Scariest dream that I ever had. That's a good question. I had one when I was little where I, w I was scared for no reason and um, in the dream ran into my mom's room to get help and then my mom turned into a witch and it was a real problem for me because I didn't know who to ask for help about that dream. <laughs> so um, it was a dream within a dream? It was a dream. It was my first dream within a dream as a very young child. It confused <laughs> me both content-wise and as a narrative device. <laughs> Uh, Chris, if it makes you feel better, I actually also, this is pretty weird, but I also dreamed, um, had a similar dream with the mother transforming into the witch as a child, and it was actually the Wicked Witch of the West. Mine too! No way, I was gonna Are you ask. kidding? There's that scene where he takes Lois Lane on a date and uh, flies her all around, uh, and they go to the North Pole, and basically, so he was doing that for four hours, and during that four hours, 10,000 people probably died from, like, you know, preventable disasters and, uh, and crimes that he could have stopped. So my question is, do superheroes have the right to take vacations? Or, <laughs> or because they're in a special place, like they have this moral responsibility to work as much as possible. Well, I mean, it's really a volunteer position. <laughs> so I mean, like, of course they do. I mean, do, do the people here have the right to take vacation? What's the maximum amount of time Superman could check out for you to not give him a hard time? <laughs> I actually think that he should not be allowed. <laughs> I mean, just <laughs> I just he's murdering people. It's a sin of omission. He is, but he is murdering people every time he like. And and the whole idea of having this other second job that seems crazy too. Like why why just do this full time? Uh, and we got back to his apartment, and I saw a guitar on the corner of the studio, and I was like, oh shit, now he's gonna pull out the guitar and sing something? And I was like, yeah, I would never do that. No, who does that, like on a first date? And he pulled out the guitar and started <laughs> singing me a song in the middle. He was from Connecticut, but he sang like Bob, he, he took on the voice of Bob Dylan while singing me a song about uh, uh, walking the mountains or something. And, and I remember uh, that was the most horrifying <laughs> moment for me, because I had to stare at the strings to not laugh or cry. I'm walking in the mountains for you. Oh, gosh. I think of all the things that you do. Walking in the mountains. It's a good song. Good. Is that how the song went? Now, she can't, was your date with Eli? Possibly. All right. Please ask your question. Kim, you guys know I know Kim, right? I know Kim. I know her voice. That's yeah. what I was just singing about. You were sitting right next to each other. Yeah. Two yeah. apart from each other. Yeah. Kim, if there's a... F what flaw would you like to change about yourself? Oh. Oh, man. 
<laughs> Don't say friends. <laughs> um, a physical flaw or any type of flaw? Physical. Oh. <laughs> she went there. I can't believe she went there. Red shirt Mike, please ask your question. So my question, Mike, great name by the way, um, is if you could master one craft or like just like master one art or discipline, what would it be? Are popping and locking considered two separate arts? <laughs> popping and locking what? <laughs> You just showed your own ignorance. <laughs> well, it's street dancing. Answer. It's street dancing, red I shirt would, Mike. I would. I would. Uh, one craft or discipline was it? Yeah, yeah like a an discipline, art. an art. Yeah. Yeah, I would. I would give myself amazing flow. I'd like to be like uh, one of those rappers who can rap well and <laughs> rhyme. I think you just Every did it, my friend. Time. I feel that. <laughs> Tangent and cosine. <laughs> yeah. Mike, red shirt Mike, thank you very much. Red shirt Mike's got a lot to learn about street dance. He's got a lot to learn. Uh, if you had to give up one of these for a year, which would it be? Sex or your phone? <laughs> phone. You see. So Can you masturbate? No. That's sex. That's, that's included under the umbrella of sex. Um, I think. Oh. Well, well, she asked the question. That's fair. I, I think you can. You can masturbate. Yeah. Does that change? Does anyone just switch their vote? <laughs> no. Yeah. Okay. Satori, thank you very much. Sexy your phone. Sexy your phone. Sexy your phone. What's it gonna be now? Mama gonna lay it down in the tall grass now. Mama. Is that a song to your phone? <laughs> your choice. Yeah. <laughs> to a phone, a woman, whatever. Yeah. In unrequited love, yes. would you rather be the person who is in love with someone and it's unrequited, or would you rather know that someone is madly in love with you and just not be in love with them? Jesus. The, the one who's loving. Yeah. 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 This is an incredibly difficult and... I actually think question. it is. I mean, a lot of you think it's very simple, and maybe it is right. for you. For me, it was not the idea, and I'll, I'll explain some of what I was thinking, which is like to be on the receiving end of love that you don't want is its own form of awkwardness at a minimum. And you have to make certain different types of choices about how to behave and how open to be and how much you trust and how much you share. Uh, whereas you being on the giving side of that love, whether it's required or not, you're giving and you're not choosing whether to return. And that's a whole, it's still a difficult choice, but it's not really a choice as much. Like you just feel compelled. So I would choose compulsion over active denial in the area of love. Fuck yes. Amen. Yeah, I, think I'm right, I think I'm right there with you, but I'd like to see what the audience <laughs> says. Um, so who would rather? Thanks for listening, and thanks again to Dig for helping support Ask Roulette, and just a personal thank you from me to Eli Bolin for being so insanely talented and funny and cool. Thank you, Eli. 
For information about live shows, go to askroulette.net or follow us on Twitter at askroulette. And subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, where you can also throw us a review or a rating to help spread the word about this show. See you soon. ask a stranger your question but since mike yes, is our I first am. ever musician guest at ask roulette he's gonna play a song uh yeah. so come grab oh. your guitar and mike's gonna play a song then we're gonna take an intermission and then he's gonna come back up on stage and ask a stranger his question yeah yeah go ahead mike Doty, ladies and gentlemen thank you thank you so much for joining us I've been slow and senseless Not struck dumb, I'm just dumb, that's all But I can give you the constellations Lay down here and we'll count them all Madeline 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 Call me back when the war is over Call me back when your boyfriend's gone I'm aware of your oscillations Don't believe I'm the only one Slave to the inside light My world is burning on eternally the fire I like this flame is feeling fine Madeline 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 Give my eyes for your intention Risk my back to impress you now I'm so joyful that I have found you All that needs you to see me now Slain by the words I lack My world is bursting sappy music And with the face so sad I long to make you mine Slain to the inside light my world is burning on eternally for the fire I like this flame is feeling fine Madeline 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 oh, na 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 Madeline and on and nine Madeline and on and nine Madeline and on and on and nine and nine and nine and nine
Thank you very much.